You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is presented by the Varnum Military Museum, located just over the border in East Greenwich. Patrick and his staff have a fantastic museum. I must see a lot of information about Rhode Island residents, especially Warwick residents. Please, when you stop by, go on their Facebook page. Thank them for supporting our podcast. Our guest today is Mayor Picosi. We've invited him here to give us a little update on Warwick, what we're looking at for the fourth quarter and into next year, and celebrate everything Warwick has. Mayor, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for having me, Scott. Uh, first, let me say, uh, be one of the first or probably the 10,000th person to say congratulations on another two years. <laughs> Thank you. It was a nail biter. It was a hard fought campaign. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> um, but no, we're definitely happy to have you back. Uh, I'm sure it's probably at least another two or three days before people start asking about your next campaign in two years. So uh, enjoy the, the calm before the next storm happens. But <laughs> I well, will. Welcome back to the, to the Great Hall. Let's talk about, um, speaking of the election, one of the big things that was on the ticket this year was the school bond initiative, which passed. Yes. So I know there's a lot to that. If you can kind of unpack a little bit and talk about what the next steps are. Obviously, the there's there's not a shovel party next week and schools are up in 60 days. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there is a lot to it. I mean, that was the next logical step, asking the voters if they wanted to do it. There's a lot of work to do after that. The $350 million price tag... I'm not sure it's realistic. I mean, I mean, building costs have gone up since they came up with that number. Um, all that has to be vetted. They have to go out to RFP, um, which is request for proposals, and we'll have to see what the actual costs are. That bond had no bond premium on it, and it's a complicated thing, but um, not, no more than $350 million can be covered. I'm not sure that would cover the schools. I mean, like I said, that was the next step in the process, but it still has a, quite a ways to go. We're not going to be breaking ground, like as you said, in a couple of weeks. Okay, and we're looking forward to it. I know your office and the beacon and the school department will keep us appraised as what's going on along with the council folks. Yes. Well, right now it's in the school department's hands. They have to, they have to send out the request for, for proposals and get the numbers. Um, nothing can happen without the city council. So as I said, I voted for it. Um, I'm for it, but it has to be affordable. And I, I know most members of the council feel the same way, but we had a safety valve. It can't go forward without the city council's approval. Okay. And something that has gone forward and is, making government more streamlined is the Sawtooth Building. Let's talk a little bit about how that's working for you. Oh, it's working fantastic. We've been there basically for two months now. Um, the move was, it was almost seamless. We did, uh, the employees did a great job moving their own stuff. We had a moving company, MIS, uh, which is our IT people. They had everything up and running. They, the people were in their offices at Buttonwoods in the morning, and in the afternoon they were operating fully out of the Sawtooth Building. Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, it, one of the most difficult things is giving directions to the Sawtooth Building from City Hall. It's only a few hundred yards away, but you have to go around four rotaries to get there. <laughs> most people choose to walk. And, um, and actually, at the rotaries, where the crosswalks are, um, I, I've walked over, I walk over there two or three times a day usually, and people are very respectful of those crosswalks. It hasn't been a problem. But, I mean, it's already increased our efficiency. Our, our department directors aren't all over the city now, scattered. It doesn't take a half hour to drive through the traffic. 
Um, I used to have meetings in City Hall or I'd go to their offices and they'd have materials that they didn't think to bring. We'd have to go back to their office. Uh, it's, it's a lot more efficient for, for the residents just going to that one building. Uh, we've had a great response from the residents. Uh, everything's just working out better than we hoped. Great. I know I went over there to pay my taxes. I that, and thank in you and, for that. <laughs> yes. I, in fact, I paid them for the year. So okay. I figured you could use a little few extra dollars ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I know you have a fair bit of City Hall that's now, I don't want to call it vacant. I mean, some of the offices have moved across the street. So what are your plans for what we're going to do with City Hall? Um, some of it's going to be for document storage. Um, I, no one realizes the mountains of documents. Uh, some of them we have to keep forever. Um, we've had those at uh, the, the outer offices, the uh, Buttonwood Senior Center. Um, we, we've come, we're coming up with a long-term storage uh, solution. But... Um, when we build uh, the plaza behind City Hall, City Hall Plaza with the event center, uh, the administrative offices will be in the basement of City Hall. It, oh. it saves us from building another structure. It's to save money, and it's right there, so you know, it'll be very convenient. That's, that's a great idea and a, a good reuse of that property with, with no extra expense. Exactly. Great. And the school buildings, I know little by little you've been putting them on the market, and I saw that the school administration building, Randall Holden, had some communications out about uh, them going on the market and communications to people what the expenses were if you know for mitigation asbestos etc. So, where do we stand with some of those properties? We've sold Wick School on Child Lane. We got two point one million dollars for it. Okay. We sold the uh, former Buttonwood Senior Center and then it was former Annex. Uh, we got six hundred thousand dollars for that, and that that doesn't include the contractors' um, pay to t tear the buildings down. We just have to give them an, an environmental assessment and a cost for that. Um, both of them will likely, well, not likely, they will be residential. So, you know, we're probably going to add sixty to seventy homes, put those on the tax rolls, have more families in Warwick. It, it's great, and it's a lot better than just seeing the building just sitting there rotting away. Um, Randall Holden and uh, the old administration building, those are going to be going out to bid pretty soon. Um, then that will only leave Aldrich. And Aldrich has, is a, a special challenge selling that one. Um, first of all, it's a beautiful building, and no one, including myself, wants to see it torn down. Uh, you know, tearing it down would probably cost a couple of million dollars anyways because the materials that are in there. But no one wants to see it down. It's the same architect that designed City Hall. Right. Um, there's a big plot of land behind Aldrich. Um, selling Aldrich is not attractive if that land's unavailable, too. But that land is encumbered. Back in the 1970s, uh, the city of Warwick accepted a $170,000 grant from the federal government. And unknown to the, un, unbeknownst to them and to us, really, until it just came up, um, that puts like a, a lien on the property. It, it has to be used just for recreation, which, you know, it, it, it'd be a huge complex. <clears throat> so there's an encumbrance on that. So it's like a two-year process to uh, remove that. I've talked to um, the area councilman, Jeremy Ricks, about it, and he understands too. So, you know, we want we want to sell the property, but we want to liquidate it, but we want to get the greatest value we can for it. And as I said, the front's not attractive without the, tra the, the property in the back. So we're still working on that one. We've just decided to focus on um, liquidating the other uh the other properties, and then you know, getting revenue into the city, um, putting residential back in those residential zones where they belong. Great. One of the residential pro projects that you talked about when we were last here was the Sheraton Building. Yes. Which is going to be more of a short-term, long-term uh, efficiencies and studio 
Uh, yeah, it's apartments. called it's called workforce housing. Okay, uh, I wouldn't define it as affordable housing, but um, you know, it's it's uh, reasonably priced apartments. They've built one sample in there. I guess they were just kind of working it out. Um, I don't know when construction decided. They've been applying for the permits. Uh, we hear from them frequently, but projects okay. like that take a long time. Sure. And they, they're building these things all over the country. Great. Looking forward to more on that. And although businesses that are moving into the city, you've had a few ribbon cuttings lately? Well, we have a lot of ribbon cuttings. You know, big businesses and small businesses. Um, we have uh, in Hoxie, um, there were three old buildings there. One used to be a bakery. There was just... It was just decaying, but um, Dunkin' Donuts bought all three of those buildings. They've torn them down, and they're building like a Dunkin' Donuts plaza, which is great because Hoxie's a nightmare in the morning. Sure. Yeah, the drive-in lane is out into the, into the lanes of travel, so that's going to get that all off the street. There's going to there, I guess uh, there's a, a cell phone store is there next to right. existing Dunkin' Donuts. They're going to put another retail place next to it, and uh, it just dresses up that whole area. A um, little further up Warwick, Warwick Avenue is the former um, Rite Aid. Uh, that's been torn down, and there's uh, a Seasons Marketplace going there. Um, they put Neon uh, up on corner of Airport Road and Post Road. Carvel's going to be coming down pretty soon. Um, the zoning was approved at one council meeting, but it has to go back for second passage, and then they'll be moving on that. That's going to be uh, another bank. Um, there's a lot of banks going up in, in Warwick, but it's very low traffic, and, and they, they're always beautiful. They, they keep the landscaping nice, so they're good tenants. Right. Um, and there are a lot of proposals now. There's one for a hotel that's in, you know, pretty far, far along in the process, and a lot of apartments coming in. Okay. And let's talk, when we're talking about um, buildings and, and proposals, let's talk a little bit about city center. City center, um, we're we're starting to get some. Um, I I don't want to call it noise, but some uh, so a little bit of energy. That the former Elizabeth Mill, where um, Leviton was, um, the owners are talking about putting an, a, an apartment building there. Um, so that's finally moving along. You know, it when they came up with that idea, they thought it would blossom quickly, but it didn't. And, and you know, we had you know in two thousand eight, the economy went very bad. That, that killed a lot of plants. And then COVID came along, and um, actually. Work wasn't known to be uh, development friendly for a long time, but now uh, apparently it is because my planning department can't even keep up with the projects coming in. That's good. It I is mean, good. I'll, it's very good. Cities need to grow. Yeah, and they self-fund a lot of their business by the permits and other things that are happening in taxes. It, it does, and I mean, the, the development we have coming in, too, um, a lot of it's residential, and that improves our local economy. It, it's just, uh, you know, families coming in. It's just great for the city, and it's what we need to do. And a lot of this is, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of land to develop, but we, we're repurposing things, buildings that were sitting decrepit. And in hope is go, going to become, a, a, you know, a U-Haul um, storage facility. In the back, in the front, they're going to put a retail strip. So that dresses up the road. Um, you know, Ann and Hope's been sitting there. I know there was a little part of Ann and Hope, but the big yeah. the main building's been sitting there for, what, 25 years? Absolutely. Just falling apart. It, it looks horrible. It's not good for the economy. We, we don't get tax revenue from it. So, you know, a lot of things, I mean, it's, it's just going, going down, it's picking up snow as it, goes, it, it, it uh, comes down the hill. I, I forgot the saying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I know in the, uh, right behind City Hall, the old annex is gone. You know, old annex is gone, and that's where the skating rink. Um, that's going through the planning process now. Um, it's going to be going out to design soon. Okay. So maybe in the fall we'll have, I mean, we're talking six, eight months away, we'll have 
some pretty good ideas of what's going to happen we, there? We should. I mean, design takes a long time. Right. There's a lot of steps to go through, but, um, you know, theoretically that should be, uh, should be built within two years. Okay. There's uh, some bonds that you recently uh, found mm -hmm. for Mickey Stevens area, so I know you've been working on that as well. Yeah. Um, we, well, we didn't find it. We already knew it was there. It was a $7 million bond, and it was from, uh, I think, 2006 or 2007. As I said, the economy got really bad then. We went through a recession, so right. they never went through it. Uh, but we need to fix Mickey Stevens. I put together a committee, and it was quite a while ago. They had to do an environmental assessment because that's a form of landfill. And it wasn't just trash and, and like that. They buried um, parts of when they built the uh, the second ice skating rink. They you know they just used to bury the debris because that's what they did back then. So the, you know the land is settled, it sinks. Um, so the environmental uh, study is going to tell us what we can and can't build there, how we have to cap where the you know the former landfill was. Um, and I, I think the reason that's 90% done. So we should have some answers in the next couple of months. Great. One of the programs that started a year or two ago was the streetlight replacement, uh, moving from the old incandescent lights to LEDs. And the target was to try to get that wrapped up and save some money for the city. Is, is that program still progressing well? It is progressing well. Um, it's actually implemented uh, a little bit more than two years. I, I, I wasn't mayor yet. Um, we had some supply chain issues uh, for the infrastructure for it, but it's going along really well now. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're going to save a lot of money when it's fully implemented. Uh, Great. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to be done with it, but it's moving along very well. I know it's more than half done. Okay. You've asked the, or tasked the city council folks to come up with ideas for approximately $200,000 for each council group, and I know they are they're looking through with their constituents. Uh, my personal representative is Jeremy Ricks, and I know he's he's really going out there saying, you know, what can we do? What's sustainable? What's going to make a difference in our area? And I'm not looking for specific request items because I know they're still filtering through them. But are you are you feeling great about some of the things that they're talking about and then the energy out there? Yes, I am. I mean, this money came from ARPA funds. I wanted um, I wanted a way to get direct um, public input on it. I thought there was no better way than the council people because they know their neighborhood groups, the BTAs, and they've done a great job. They're going out. Councilman Ricks was a great example of that. They're going out and, and getting ideas. And I mean, these could be uh, anywhere from building a new basketball court to just a park bench that's been in disrepair. It's the little things the city just doesn't get to, and the councilmen are. They made, they, uh, they took a first bite at the apple, so to speak, at last month's um, council meeting. They, they had some projects come forward. And I, I mean, there are a lot of things from like street signs to uh, crosswalks. They have a lot of great ideas. Um, so the council's handling that. Uh, as I said, there was no better way to get public input than the council. I mean, they really went down into the grassroots. They, they're talking to groups. As I said, you know about it. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and that's uh, it's just what I envision happening. And they have a lot of great ideas. Like I said, they're just taking a, a first bite at the apple now. They just started the process. Great. And Warwick's New Year's plans? Uh, we'll be at Rocky Point again. Hopefully great. this year I make it. I won't have COVID. And that's uh, something to look forward yep, to. Yep, it's, it's on a Saturday, I think, this year. So we'll have some food trucks. We can start a little bit earlier. And it'll be the okay. same thing. It's a family function, so we want the fireworks right after dusk. And then people can go home and, you know, party or go to their parties, whatever it, whatever else happened, whatever else they do. But, um, you know, it was a great success last year, and I expect it to be even better this year. And like I said, I hope to be there this time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit. We'll take your mayor hat off and put on the Pocosi family Christmas hat. 
Um, so I just have to ask, and I talked to my wife about this, and I told her some of the questions we were going to have today. I just need to know, um, on the disclosure agreement for your neighbor that sold his house, did it say <laughs> you have to deal with the mayor next door, which is a plus, but he has his couple of Christmas lights? I actually have two brand new neighbors. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One moved in several months ago. I actually haven't even met him yet. He's a nurse. He works a lot of hours, but I've talked to his parents. Okay. And he's, he actually is related to the woman that lives on the other side of me. He was fully aware about, of the Christmas display. He's a big Christmas guy anyways. Okay. He knew I was the mayor. Last night, I, I put all the lights on for a test. We had a neighbor move in maybe two weeks ago. haven't met them yet either. And um, he just came out with his camera, started taking pictures. So I talked to him a little about the display. He knew all about it. He knew I was the mayor. He's very excited. They love Christmas. Um, he stood out, he stayed out there with me, you know, probably for 20 minutes while the lights were on just enjoying them because you know i had a lot of different colors it's just a, a static display yeah uh, just um for testing last night but you know so he's in he's down <laughs> okay good <laughs> i i can't do it without good neighbors i have excellent neighbors great they put up with a lot but you know they're very supportive and we have some new things for 2022 23 Yep, I, I have, um, I'm not going to say what they are. But, no, but that's fine. I made them before I became mayor. It took me an entire winter to make them. They were very complicated to make, and I never got to put them in display. They were on my traveling light show on my truck, and but then I got elected. I had shingles that year, so I, I could physically put them up, but I never had time to program them in. Last year, I just never got around to it, but I did it this year. I okay. still have some programming to do, but they're gonna, they'll be up there this time. And Santa's on the list to show up? Every Saturday in, in December. Okay. And lastly, donations? It's going to the Tomorrow Fund at Hasbro Children's Hospital again. I'm, I'm going to stay with them for the, the duration of doing the display. All right, folks. You've got it first from Bacosi Family Christmas and the mayor's office. Um, as always, if there's questions you want to know, uh, reach out to us. We will have the mayor back again after the new year to talk about what we're doing in 2023, probably sometime in the late spring, early summer. And I really want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks for Mayor Pacosi for spending some time with our audience today and sharing insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick. For those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. Stop by, see everything what Warwick has to have. Stop by the Pacosi family Christmas display on Gristmill Road. Uh, it's also it's a bunch of information online. You'll be able to find it quickly. They have a great donation box right in the front. Jingles will direct you to it. All those proceeds go to the Hasbro Children's Hospital for a great cause and see everything we have to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.